like a fetish club for your ears. Grab a hot drink and turn down the lights. Coming across the airwaves and into bedrooms everywhere, BDSM United is bringing you non-violent, consensual kink education. This isn't for the kiddos or for the cookie-cutter conservative vanilla prunes. We'll be talking bondage, discipline, dominance, submission, sadomasochism, and more today on this BDSM United podcast. So we've covered a lot about the B in our acronym, how it got there and how it relates to power exchange and some of the ways to get started in bondage with like bedroom bondage and mental bondage and how to grow in your use of bondage through spiritual bondage. And, you know, we've saved rope bondage for last in this uh, series because it's an intermediate topic. Um, I know a lot of times you'll see uh, cheap rope for sale, and you'll you'll see uh, rope incorporated in in some bedroom bondage kits, but we uh, uh, we don't think that that's necessarily a great idea. Um, maybe experiment just a little bit, but uh, rope can be pretty complex, and uh, having to untie knots uh, or having to untie rope or cut rope. Uh, can lead to some traumatic experiences if bondage, if you find out that bondage just really, or physical bondage just really isn't for you. Uh, we recommend people begin their bondage with mental bondage, then work with restraints before becoming involved with rope. The biggest reason is safety, and we're not going to cover rope safety at this time in this podcast series, but you can find rope safety quite uh, quite easily all over the internet, um, and so um, we're not. Also, we're not going to cover like negotiations um, or uh, or safety, but you know there are a good amount of rope safety negotiations and uh, a great deal of being risk aware. That, uh, that you need to learn long before you ever consider picking up a piece of rope or letting someone tie you up. And so just, you know, it's more of an intermediate thing. Um, there are two schools of rope play within BDSM. Uh, we're just going to classify them as Western and Eastern. Um, Western rope puts a greater emphasis on knots and on restraint. Well, Eastern Rope puts more emphasis on friction and intimate connection. Now, this is just a generalization, as you'll likely see the fusion of the two schools within a lot of BDSM play. Um, let's wrap up our overview of rope bondage with what author Pete Riggs calls the 10 benefits of rope. And I really like these. Um, they really show uh, the 10 benefits of bondage overall as well, but specifically to rope. Uh, versatility. For couples exploring bondage, rope is one of the most versatile, cost-effective means of restraint available. Couples who invest in a few lengths of rope can create an almost infinite variety of restraints. They can also create blindfolds, gags, impact toys, including floggers and Anything else their imaginations can conjure. 
And once they're done with one thing, they can untie it and use it for something else before storing their rope neatly in a drawer. Uh, we recommend you get your rope from S&M Rope, E-S-I-N-E-M, S&M Rope uh, in the UK. That's where we get our rope that we use as a couple. Um, and this is a great time to tell you that I am Primal Piggy, and you can find me at The Primal Piggy, all one word, on Facebook. You can also find me as an admin of a rather large Facebook group called Whips, Chains, and Duct Tape. Sorry, Facebook page, Whips, Chains, and Duct Tape. Uh, you can find that page at WCDTBDSM. While you're there, be sure to check out our Facebook group, BDSM Education Group. It's about 1,200 people privately discreetly in a safe space learning about BDSM, learning how to incorporate BDSM into their relationships and learning some about the kink as well. Uh, you can find a lot of our resources at www.bdsmunited.com. Um, it, uh, after versatility, another benefit of uh, rope uh, is demonstrable skill. Uh, demonstrating patience, appreciation of safety, skill, and confidence with your rope is something tangible that you can show a potential play partner. It's also a great way to create friendships and earn respect in the BDSM community. Building your skill, demonstrating it responsibly, and sharing it. Um, extra satisfaction. For the rope top, there's multiple levels of satisfaction in working with rope. You get to master the rope, learning its intricacies, how it moves, how to control it, and then you get to use that mastery and knowledge to temporarily affect and control another person, effectively topping both your rope and the person tied in your rope. Uh, decoration is a great benefit of rope. Uh, when you tie a person up, you can make them look really hot. There are so many decorative ways to, ways to tie someone, uh, but some examples are like corset harnesses, damsel in distress ties, spider webs, any number of intricate and appealing ties. You could tie a person in such a way as to provocatively show off their assets, and you can use it to accentuate, accessorize, and highlight just how hot a person is and why you want to ravish them so badly. And it's definitely fun showing off the combination of their sexiness with your rope work. Uh, opportunities for relationships. Uh, skills with rope bondage can open doorways and bring you relationships you might not otherwise have. It's always nice to have a few extra selling points and opportunities as well as new and different ways to connect with people. You know, sometimes people say, how is it, how do you, uh, how do you do a podcast where you talk to, you know, hundreds or thousands of people? Uh, how do you, um, how do you just talk with strangers? And uh, having BDSM is, is, you know, opens up an opportunity for relationships with people that I may not regularly connect with in everyday life. And rope is that same way. Exploring connection and intensity. Rope does not create connection. People do, but it facilitates it when applied appropriately. 
how you tie a person, the interaction between your feelings and theirs, the way they become focused on you and your movements and your awareness of them and your rope. It's intense. It can deepen and intensify relationships like you would not believe. They're through trust, through shared experience, through closeness and intimacy. Some people tie others without having to turn it sexual because they don't need it to. The closeness, the intimacy, the connection, that's what they get out of it. Um, helping people become art. A rope bondage and photography can transform a person from being their everyday selves to being an amazing piece of art. And that's a very empowering thing for some people, especially those who really love the immortality or expressionism of art. Others find it a wonderfully transformative experience, which allows them to see and experience their own beauty in new and different ways. And then just creating art in general. When you develop skill at tying, you can apply it to different arenas. Rope can provide an unusual means of interacting with your environment. It, it's possible to create some amazing art with no human models at all, but rather transform uh, through using rope to bind objects, control space, and affect symbolic meanings or representations through suggesting at certain shapes, um, color of rope, environment, objects, types, and style of tying, all of it plays a part in your finished piece. Rough play. Now, this is a fun one here. Sometimes rope bondage is about the struggle, being caught, being overpowered, tied mean and hard and rough, until finally the person in rope has to give in to admit defeat, and that can be what arouses being overpowered, mastered, captured by someone else's skill and strength, having them earn the right to do as they want with the tied-up person's body. Other times, it's more about the enjoyment of consensual and negotiated fantasies of non-consent, which can be pretty fun when properly negotiated and discussed first. So we don't want to do anything without consent, but we can consensually and negotiate fantasies of non-consent. Uh, submission. Other times rope bondage creates the, an opportunity for a person in rope to temporarily submit to the whim of the other. The ties, the positions, the speed and mood, all decided upon and made to happen by the person tying. They can find it incredibly freeing Suddenly, there's no performance anxiety at all because the other person makes all the decisions. Some people have even found themselves being able to orgasm in bondage when they never, ever could before. Others have just gotten a massive happy from obeying or submitting, being a human canvas for art or a subject for science. <laughs> Creating new ties, you know, testing new knots, things like that can be immensely satisfying for the submissively inclined. It can have nothing to do with play and everything to do with serving, being useful, or making someone else happy. Now, in future podcasts, we'll begin looking at the D in our BDSM acronym. And these podcasts are, are usually very, very popular. And uh, you'll find that bondage works hand-in-hand uh, -hand with discipline. Oftentimes, discipline is really misunderstood. 
uh, oftentimes people don't realize what the what discipline is or they sell it very short but this has been uh, another BDSM United podcast in our series, BDSM Summer School. We're intentionally keeping these rather short. And uh, so check the, the podcast archive and the uh, video archive on YouTube uh, for uh, a lot of uh, videos and in, in podcasts that are a lot longer, uh, topics that, um, that last sometimes into hours. And uh, check the archives and uh, look and watch at, at other things that we've made. Um, share, share, share. Uh, sharing is also great. It helps uh, build our brand. It helps get more free educational BDSM resources into the hands of other people. Um, let us know in the comments if we're successful in helping you see a more complete picture of bondage. Thank you for listening. <laughs>